Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. Welcome to the Fashion Lab Show, the show that dissects the business behind fashion. My name is Lisa Gumba Regisford, your host, and thank you for tuning in once again. Now, on today's show, we are back to dissect the topic around the rise of celebrity brands, and uh, I think this is a very interesting topic. Uh, let's also keep in mind that there's a difference between what was a norm while, a while back. So you, for those of you who would have heard or remember, you know, you had a lot of celebrity branding or ce- celebrity endorsements, which is a form of advertising or marketing used by brands. And obviously we've seen this through the years. Uh, this ho- normally involves uh, celebrities or sort of anyone who's quite well-known or quite popular using their so- social status or their fame to sort of help promote a product, a service, or even raise awareness on any social matters. Then when I woke up one morning, <clears throat> every celebrity and their mama and their friend who just featured in the reality show is now a brand. So hello, guys. <laughs> Everybody and their mama, too, is a brand today. So who needs now? I mean, if you think about it, who needs to endorse a brand when they already have 22 many of their own? So get used to it, states Mark Grobe in style on his article on highs No Beauty. Now, WGSN senior consultant and a trend forecaster Brian Trunzo calls it a passive income and is a given for any artist trying to keep money flowing while streaming services and illegal downloading has sort of killed the record royalties model of income. So you think about also concert prices, which have skyrocketed. You think about Music March, which has sort of been remodeled away from being a mere perk of attending a live gig into a fashion trend and a very integral part of um, an artist's income. Now, to just unpack this, according to Trunzo, this passive income income thing is actually, he uh, opens it up as a setting up of an enterprise, whereas a celebrity, the goodwill behind your name and your brand sort of does the heavy lifting, and then you outsource the real work to someone who really knows what they're doing. And you can think about this, for example, when you think about clothing manufacturer, or maybe a marketing agency, or whoever else you really need to help you uh, distribute this. Now, celebrity beauty brands are nothing new for those who do not... Uh, remember, you go back to the days of Elizabeth Taylor, who was the first star to create her own fag- fragrance. That was in 1987. Then you've got Iman, supermodel Iman, who also launched her cosmetic lines. Uh, it was called Women with Skin. Sorry, Women with Skin of Color. That was in 1994. Moving to the early uh, 90s, we sort of saw a rise, specifically hip hop inspired. So that was sort of called urban wear. You think about the Wu-Tang and moving on to Russell Simmons with Fat Farm. I don't know if any of you remember Fat Farm. Then PDD with Sean John and then Jay-Z with Rockaware. Then with the 2000s, it was 50 Cent and G-Unit, Eminem with Shady, Andrew 3000 with Benjamin Bixby. And then the evolution of sort of, you know, the evolution really has moved. And I think that the evolution of celebrity branding has definitely seen um, a lot of celebrities or stars go from endorsing products through traditional advertising to partnering with brands on fleeting products of their own arriving at brand ownership and that is exactly why we are here today and that is what we're going to be dissecting in the lab now before getting into deep into today's topic allow me to introduce our contributors who bring this show to life now we are joined by our contributor uh, and partner edgy benson who also runs enu in new york with his echoes from new york welcome to the show edgy Hi, Liz. How are you? <laughs> we are fine, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm sorry that I'm joining you guys from a very crowded place, so my reception is not... You can't hear me very well, um, but I'm running between shows. It's the fashion week here, so everything is... It's, it's, it's crazy, um, but it's good to be back. 
please, if you are wearing something that is not diesel or city junk, what are you wearing and who made your clothes? Otherwise, don't respond. Okay, I will not respond then. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for joining us, Edgy. It's really great to have you. Now, we are also joined by our contributor and fashion expert, Francisca Marzilli, all the way from Lisbon with her echoes Hello. from Europe. Welcome to the show, Francisca. Hello, Liz. Hello, everybody. How- I'm so happy to be with you again. I know. We missed you. We, we were starting to send out our agents to find you. I missed you, too. <laughs> so who are you wearing and who made your clothes? Uh, today I'm wearing a nice white wrap dress. And it's a prototype uh, made by me for a collection I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to anticipate anything, but uh, it's nice. I feel very good with with it and uh, and I feel very good. Well, thank you. Welcome back. It's 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 a prototype made by me. Let's let's say so. Well, it's good. I hope that you send us pictures that we can actually share. But welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us. We are also Thank you. Jo- yes, we are also joined by Zakia Bam from our Glamish segment with her echoes around uh, beauty regimens and, and everything we would need to um, sort of talk about when it comes to beauty. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Hi, Les. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. Today you look very casual. Who are you wearing and who made your clothes? You know, guys, because I see this girl quite often, but like today I was like, girl, tell me exactly where you came from because you did not come from the house. Today I had lots of running around, so I was really tired. So it's just normal black tackies, black leggings and just a little T-shirt and a denim jacket. Well, it's nice to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. And last but not least, we have a newer addition to the Fashion Lab Radio. She's a skilled, reliable and inventive business pro with an international career and background as a model, actress and producer. She's also worked in the fashion and beauty industry and has occupied key management positions in companies located in London across to L.A. She graduated from the Berlin School of Creative Leadership in order to pursue a business career in business. And the rest is for you to knock, knock and find out who I have finished. Allow me to introduce Keeping It Real with Amanda, brought to you by Amanda Vandenan. Welcome to the show, madam. Hello, Liz. How are you? We are fine, thank you. How are you? <laughs> fine, 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 fine. And I'm so glad to be on the show with you guys, and I look forward to contributing to this amazing show. Well, thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for your interest in also being able to just sort of uh, sit in and, and, and sort of share with us your sentiments and your, you know, your echoes around um, these conversations. Uh, before we go any further, who are you wearing and what made your clothes? Who made your clothes, not uh, what? <laughs> okay, um, living in LA, I'm wearing something very casual. I'm wearing like aloe leggings. I hope everybody knows aloe. They're a great, um, athlete. I'll call them an athleisure brand. And um, I'm wearing a Vince t-shirt. Vince is also quite a well-known brand. And the one and only Javiana flip-flops. Mm, girl, you should be the brand ambassador. <laughs> like Edgy for Diesel, we need to push you in for Javiana's. If you say Javiana one more time or two more times, at least I have a case. But thank you. Thank you so much for thank joining you. us. And uh, lastly, uh, for those of you who are tuned in, Stay tuned to catch up with our wine style guide where we touch base about everything stylish and how wine and style go hand in hand. Uh, Also look out lastly for my favorite segment at the end of the show. It's also called Who Would You Want to Dress? So feel free to actually share with us your who's and your why's as we unwind after our heavy conversations. Now before getting into the echoes from New York with Edgy Benson, 
Michelle Bichuan, who's a managing director of Yotpo, shares her top 10 impressive entrepreneurs who have gone from social media and silver screen stars to e-commerce. She calls them moguls. So we've got Ivy Park by Beyonce. We've got Goop by Gwyneth Paltrow. We've got The Honest Company by Jessica Alba. We've got Kylie, Kylie Cosmetics by Kylie Jenner. We've got LC, which is Lauren Conrad by Lauren Conrad. We've got Draper James by Reese uh, Witherspoon. We've got The Row by Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Hmm, everybody's just doing things. Damn, girl. I'm almost done. We've got <laughs> L McPherson Body by L McPherson. We've got Fenty Beauty by Rihanna. And we've got Fabletics by Kate Hudson. I didn't even know half of these ones if I tell you the truth. But, but may I say something there, Liz? Mm-hmm. You do realize out of all the ones you called, Elle McPherson was the first of all of them. She's like at least, I think at least 10 or 11 years ahead of all of them because she's been doing those intimates for quite a while, hmm. the underwears. Hmm. So she's been ahead of the pushing your brand thing. Hmm. Very good to know. I didn't even know that. But this is really yeah. this is really cool. And for those who are tuned in, we would love to know who your favorite celebrity brands are. So keep your tweets coming at Fashion Lab AF. We are on uh, Twitter at Fashion Lab AF, on Facebook and Instagram at Fashion Lab Africa. And we definitely want to hear from you. Now, we are going to be gently rolling over to that moment with Edgy Benson. Echoes from New York on Fashion Lab Africa with Edgy Benson. Well, welcome to Echoes from New York. Uh, this is Edgy Benson. Um, the, today's topic is really interesting. I mean, from, from such a core point of fashion, because I think fashion and celebrity have always been one and always been together, one empowering the other. I mean, if you go back, even to fashion school, the first, the first initiation you get into fashion is these movies and these stories about fashion's relationships with celebrity or how fashion is creating celebrity, uh, like Chanel and, and then later, the Versace's and now companies like Balmain build around celebrities like Rihanna. So designers have begun to have, have continued to always cultivate this 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 um this uh, relationships, you know. So I think fashion and celebrity are so correlated that you couldn't really take them apart from each other. One creates the other, and you know. So none of them is actually just receiving and not giving. They are both giving and receiving. You know, um, so it, now it's with 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 brands like Fancy and a, a lot of other brands. You can see how fashion can create these celebrities and how these celebrities can then go on to actually reinvent themselves as fashion designers uh, or major stakeholders in the industry. So I, I do believe it's such an important uh, it's such an important topic to look at, especially for African designers. Yes, our celebrities are important in us building our brands, you know? It means that we have to create these relationships, we have to find these bridges because fashion and celebrity work together. It's super important for us. So, for me, I think fashion and celebrity are important, like I've said. And I think it is very important for young designers to cultivate a certain closeness of celebrity because at the end of the day, they are going to need it. Um, either because themselves they become celebrities or the celebrities that they know become major influencers in how their brands are perceived. So for me, celebrity and fashion are 
twins in a sense. Really? Yes, absolutely. I don't know because about, I don't know about that so much. I think that there is, uh, for according to me and according to what I see, I think that I really believe in uh, when Mark Grob um, emphasizes on passive income and just basically focusing on the fact that when you're a celebrity or when you're a person who's still, uh, you know, got a lot of hype around them during that particular time, you need to leverage because unfortunately you're, like we said, we spoke about royalties for brands that are more in, in the music side. We spoke about so many other things and so many, any other elements. Yeah, that Liz, sort of, but so Liz, I, I, no, I, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying before, I, before you come, Amanda, there is two things. I'm not knocking off celebrity brands. I'm knocking off the idea of, okay, fine. Sales are low. Tour is not happening as much as it can. Okay, just create something. Because not everybody are able to create. But what I wanted to, I, the reason I want to interject, I'm not disagreeing with you. But mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, what I wanted to say is, from what you're saying, you know, about the royalties and everything, we're tr we're kind of classifying celebrities as only actors and musicians. No, 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 that's just one, that's just one that, angle though, Amanda. That's, that's just, just one, one angle, angle of celebrities. You know, because celebrity today is anybody, and I'm going to talk about yeah. that later. And, you know, I'll let you talk. But, but, but just to, yeah. just to, just to, just to respond to that, Amanda, and then I'll give it back to you, Edgy, mm -hmm. is what I know and what I believe is whichever celebrity you are, whether you're a celebrity in the mining game or whether you're a celebrity as a president or whether you're, there's high and low times. And we've realized, especially from a creative flow of things, there's also high and low times. So when I give an example of music, it's just because I'm in music, I understand how that works and I agree yeah. with that. There could be other celebrities who are playing within other regions or other areas. There may be celebrities. I've got celebrity friends who are actually actors and actresses, and they have some really low seasons where they have to sit down and say, damn, what can I do? I need to build something else because this is not sustainable. So I'm not classifying it and I'm not clustering it into like some sort of box. But at the same time, I'm just saying my two cents around this is because of the fact that there's so many people or so many celebrities or so many personalities trying to figure out how else to balance uh, their checkbooks, you know, when times are really low for whatever it is that they actually specialize in. It means that not every product that comes from a celebrity is a product to celebrate. That's all I'm saying. True. Can I say something? Please go ahead. So, one of the reasons that we, we fashion and celebrity work so well together and why I feel like they are twins is because, so, there's always a need for us to legacy our lives. You know, what, what have we done in our lives? Fashion is one of these things that allows celebrities, after having worked so hard, maybe as sportsmen or musicians or actors, to actually be able to almost seamlessly create legacies around their names through but having fashion brands. Yes, go ahead. AJ, one thing I wanted to say is, um, I agree and I disagree with you on that point. Um, okay. The first thing I want to say is, I agree with you totally on the legacy, but we also have to think that a lot of these people are riding on opportunity. You see what I mean? In the age of social media, where the fast market concept has become so easy, you know, you can think of an idea today, you can find a manufacturer in Asia and you can get it out to your fans who will buy anything that you're selling them in an instant. Mm -hmm. So I agree with Edgy about the legacy, but you have to realize a lot of these celebrity brands actually do not create a legacy. A lot of them do not last that long. You know what I mean? Most of them start and are dead. Very few of them last, you know, like second generation, 10 years or 20 years. A lot of them 
some of them last five years and then we don't hear about them again it's yeah. like baby fat for example you know it's still around but do you and i or anybody you know buy baby fat <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say is that a legacy i doubt it so what i'm trying yeah. to say is that celebrities also see opportunity in this new way of marketing due to social media and i'm gonna let ej finish and then later on when i get to talk i'm gonna explain how the whole thing works and so that everybody can see the opportunity that lies in making money this way because i believe it's about the money honey <laughs> yeah boom you're right <laughs> it's money and power let exactly. me tell you thank power. you power <laughs> because thank uh, you. because when we talk about influencers not yeah, only thank celebrities thank so. you that's exactly where i was going that's exactly ah, great. <laughs> she's, she's going in my line i like she's going in my uh, line i like that i think for me what I, one of the things i'd love us to unpack as well as we go on through the show so, so actually we just took, we just took you over your echoes <laughs> but listen that's what we do right? <laughs> that's why we need to finish before we dissect his echoes i feel like for me the biggest i am not complaining yeah i, I think <laughs> Before you come on, sorry, I just think for me, and I agree, uh, you know, Francisca and Amanda, I agree with you guys. Celebrity power, influence. I think for me, the biggest thing is while we are moving on through this topic towards the end, it'll be also nice to be able to just touch on the approach to business from a celebrity brand perspective, because business is one thing, a brand is another. And then you have to make sure that yeah. the brand actually makes business sense. Otherwise, a million people have brands, billions of people have brands. And then that's exactly what I was going to talk okay, about. Okay, fantastic. Edgy, we don't want to hug you, but uh, come on. Sorry, come back now. Sorry. <laughs> Just come. No, no. I I think I think the point you guys are making is very valid. But I don't know. I don't think that was where I was going. I wasn't going about <laughs> where I was going about just the the two the instruments that that this this relationship provides. You know, it allows you to legacy your name, you know? So, I mean, of course you do it because you're going to make money, but just the availability of that instrument is what I was talking about. That that provision that fashion allows, um, um, allows design, I mean, allows from the relationship for sportsmen, musicians and artists. Look at, look at Rihanna, for instance. Vuitton just bought a part of her business. Imagine I mean, but all Rihanna, of that, all Rihanna of that celebrity is though. dating a billionaire who probably helped her get that deal. Hello. No, 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 no. You can say, you can. You know, she's the first. But that, that takes deal. away from her effort though. She has we know, Wait, wait, wait. I want to ask, which effort? Yes. I'm sorry, I need to ask. I love her brands. I'm asking, which effort? You know, there's some people who just Look. have to show up, put on their red lipstick. And be told, Mama, sign here. This is what we're going to be you giving. Know this. Okay, so look, to be honest so with you, you talk about even effort, if let's be, shaking let's you, be. even if you have to let's shake your ass, it takes effort to shake your ass. Okay, then. But I'm just saying, let's not confuse the efforts of shaking your bum bum into now into, into talking about now we just signed and now we just got shares or now you just got your company. Someone big is biting on your things. Come on. 
No, no, we are no, not, no, I'm not hating. Just, I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Well, I'm not hating her stuff. I agree yes. with Liz. I'm not hating what Rihanna designs. <laughs> but you have to realize that Rihanna has influence. Thank you. And like anything in life, where influence comes. Thank you. You know, where you have the right network. I don't know. Maybe LVMH was in trouble and her boyfriend rescued them. I don't know how she got her <laughs> But that's what we're talking about, though. We are having that same conversation right yeah, now. But, about you know, but Amanda. Fashion, right? You know she uses the best designers and everything. She comes up with concepts and creative ideas. But, but, but Rihanna's range was amazing. Credit credit's due. I'm not saying she's bad, but what about all those designers in her workshop that are designing? Let me see their faces. I mean, that's what I do. I'm a ghost designer for a lot exactly, of these brands. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You should know this. But, but fashion has created that relationship, though. I'm making space for Zakia. It looks like I have to fight for a space here. We are Amanda. making space for Zakia here. Space. Amanda, Rihanna's uh, uh, makeup range, her makeup range, and I'm talking solely about her makeup, it was amazing. I mean, she was the first brand that came out with a diverse range to suit all all, all um, races and all colors. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody else no, just no, no. went... Who, who, who? Rihanna? Rihanna, yes. Rihanna wasn't the first. Iman was there before. Yeah, no, I mean, now recently. I mean, we, I'm, we're talking about now. Because, I mean, Iman, at the moment, I mean, we can't find her makeup. Her makeup isn't available in South Africa. Guys, I find it. I find it. I look for it and I find it. <laughs> Edgy, any parting shots? And I'm just curious, because you're at Fashion Week today, um, are there any celebrity brands that are showing that we should be aware of? Or any celebrity brands that we should look forward to in the next, through the shows? Uh, uh, there are a lot of them showing. There are quite a few of them showing. But um, I'm, not, I'm not aware of, I'm not attending any of them right now, so I can't really speak for them. But they also, they, another element this time is that a lot of a lot of celebrities influencers like you know who are people influencing brands from different areas are co-designing brands are co-showing with brands on the runway meaning like they are appearing with the designers on the runway and that is huge i'm not joking when a when an influencer who has maybe like a few hundred thousand followers but is very active on on on, on that space is walking on the runway with the designer. That is a real embrace, you know? It's the same, again, it's the same, this celebrity fashion marriage thing, but that's that's happening this time around. It's just the way that people but are finding- But that's happening in all areas, Edgy. That's happening in fashion, beauty, anything, cars, anything now. Yeah, but I mean, in fashion, it didn't used to be like this. Now it's really brilliant. Yeah. Because, because we've found what... that it works. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I mean, I would say my parting shot would be like, you know, I think it's important. It's an important relationship for a designer to cultivate. Well, guys, thank you so much for your echoes, Edgy. Um, we appreciate it. And obviously, we want to keep it locked and keep talking. We're going to be right back after this music break. Well, guys, this is the show that dissects the business fashion. You are tuned into Fashion Love Africa. We are holding it right. Uh, we're holding it down right here in uh, Massive Metro. We are live uh if you want to catch us live every tuesday 7 to 9 central african time 7 to 9 p.m and if you miss those episodes you can always find them on fashionlabafrica.com let's roll over now to echoes from europe echoes from europe with francesca marzilli hello uh, here i am with my echoes from europe but um i was listening before and um I, I take the, the opportunity to, to make a link between uh, what uh, you guys already said 
to, to tell you that communication is the point. Now communication is the point. As uh, DIG said uh, before, uh, during the, the, the fashion design course uh, studies, uh people was was more focused on the quality of uh, of a garment of the kind of stitches of the kind of machine you used to to make the the garments and uh, about the the silhouette about the um, the fit uh, but now the communication is the point is not so uh, fundamental to have uh, it's it's very it's very from my point of view, it's very sad what I'm saying, but it's, it's like it is. Um, it's not so important in determining the quality of what you're buying, but how does uh, it's um, how how is made uh, the brand, how is built the brand. Uh, here uh, to to talk about uh, uh, an European story, uh, relatively recent. Um, I can I can um, I cannot avoid to mention the uh, the experience of the Victoria Beckham. She started as a, a singer of a girls band or pop band. Then she created her brand, her own brand as a person, as a, an artist. Then she built up in the with uh, taking the chance. Uh, by the, the rising of the of the Instagram and the social uh, uh, networks, uh, she was one of the first uh, it girls, if, if uh, we can uh, say this, with uh, her husband, uh, the, the the David, and uh, then she uh, established her own uh, maison. So this is an, an interesting uh, evolution. And uh, uh, if you observe it, is uh, uh, she before she created the brand, and then she gave to the market the offer of fashion. So I think uh, it's it's an important, uh, it, uh, it's an interesting uh, path to observe and to to understand better how is it working now. Um, after after this, I can um, I cannot avoid to to mention the already mentioned the, the Rihanna Fenty. Now she has uh, uh, she she's uh, she's um, she creates she created uh, a different uh, brand, a different uh, kind of, uh, and she she's spreading a, a different kind of message. I don't know if she's going to have. Uh, um she she's going to to have a story uh, in a long term but uh, as amanda said uh, not uh, every brand has uh, her own story and uh, her own heritage but uh, uh, for sure now she's uh, she's the the case she's the 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 the, the wave the the winning wave of the market of uh, with uh, with billions of uh, of uh, invoicing, so I I would say that uh, communication now is the key, and uh, this goes parallelly to the evolution of the social media, up to the time that people will be not tired about the social media, 
it will be it it will work when uh, people will be more tired about uh, social medias uh, possibly the ways of uh, of fashion will change will definitely Who knows? change true, mm-hmm. true. Whew, i yeah. can't wait for that day <laughs> <laughs> but but please may i tell you i i feel i feel my my personal own feeling now is that uh, the true celebrity in that in this moment exactly is the environment because uh, it's the biggest concern of every um, everyone who is in the fashion environment is very concerned about uh, environment sustainability and uh, things that really really matter and um, I hope uh, it uh, will uh, last in the future also and not uh, stop uh, just uh, in the end of the season. Wow. Hmm. Real celebrity is the environment. I like that. Yes. For those of you who are thinking you're celebs, there you go. I feel so. What you going to so. do about that? Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Francisca said so. <laughs> 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 Guys, it's very it's very quiet in this lab. Are we not uh not Oh no, no, no. I have some things mm. I want to say. I agree. Please. I agree with a lot of things that um was just said, but you know, I have I I, I have a quick thing I want to dissect about all this whole thing and I want to get into it. So do I have time now, Liz? You can have time. Just just smile with Francisca. Be nice to her because we're just basically... Oh, oh, we're still in, oh, we're still <laughs> but listen, no, but it's okay. No, listen, the idea is to always just interact and let it flow. Okay, so, okay. I'm a waste so, lifter. I'm no, strong no. enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 darling, Francisca, you know what? Yeah. I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. Now, okay. I want to quickly say something and I'm going to be quick. I'm going to try and put this into three, four minutes. Remember these people, Paul McCartney, Audrey Hepburn, Twiggy, Grace Jones. Mm. These people, as Francesca was talking, there's a reason I wrote them down. Because one thing I want to talk about celebrity brands is I want to give people a breakdown of how they are created. In today's world, a celebrity is not necessarily a musician, a sports star, anything. There's four words I'll say, identity, tribe, marriage. Identity, what is identity? People, and due to social media, people are creating identities for themselves. You understand? You create an identity, you create an image for yourself, you put it on social media, you start to gather your tribe. You Mm -hmm. understand? With musicians and um, actresses and all these people, the ones that have tribes are the ones that are constantly out there showing whatever it is they're passionate about. And once you gather your tribe, there's a marriage because what they Mm -hmm. then do is they find a manufacturer or a designer and decide, okay, these people love me. They love my shirts I wear every day. Why don't I do a shirt line, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then becomes the marriage. And then when you get the marriage, all this is communication, like Francesca was talking about earlier, you know, because I'm communicating with the people. I've created a tribe of people that they like everything about me. So even if I only have a hundred thousand people, I know the moment I bring out my shirt, because the first, the main reason they're following me is because they like my shirts. Because let's say I'm not even a musician, I'm not an actress, but people just follow me because they like the way I wear my shirts. That means the moment I start selling shirts, out of those 100,000, 50,000 will probably buy. You see where I'm coming from? So automatically there, I've already got 
a celebrity brand. It might be a mini celebrity brand, but then what happens next? There's a marriage because someone that does shirts might come to me and say, hey, Amanda, why don't we do a shirt line for you this season? And you see, so it's a lot of it goes to, in today's world, I think the, the thing is because manufacturing and everything has become so much more accessible to the gen mass market. And the point I'm trying to make is that when we're thinking of celebrity, it's not only the celebrities that are doing this. There are many celebrities all over that are influencing markets, making money, like a lot of money. And some of them will probably end up having legacy brands. But the reason I mentioned Paul McCartney, Audrey Hepburn, Twiggy and Grace Jones is I want to relate it to social media because if you see these people, if they were in today's world, they will all be brands. Mm. Because Audrey Hepburn created a whole new style for women. She would have had Audrey Hepburn dresses, Audrey Hepburn little, you know, ballerina pumps, she which is what Chanel, you know what I mean? Think about mm -hmm. Grace Jones and her style. That mm -hmm. would have all been marketed. Twiggy, all that could have been mm -hmm. marketed. Jimi Hendrix, Paul Mac the yeah. Beatles, for goodness sake. Mm. In today's world, due to social media, a, a, a big company will come up to them and say, listen, why don't we do a range for you? Or they might team up with H&M or they might team up with somebody else or they might just decide to go on their own. Hence Kylie Jenner. Everybody was saying Kylie Jenner had lip fillers. And then the next thing she thought, okay, Drop I'm going to sell lip yeah. kits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see? So it's about identifying your tribe. And once you identify your tribe, the people that love you, you then start selling to mm -hmm. them True. And, and at that point you're an influencer and so you influence the market and then you marry with a business professional a manufacturer of whatever you're producing and you decide how to market it to the masses and that's what they're all doing whether they're teaming up with designers or they're teaming up with beauty people or they're teaming up with manufacturers yes. of cars it's the same thing they're all coming so, to market using the people yeah. they influence to influence the market. I totally it's agree with you. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, so so we can uh, we can add uh, the the word belonging to communication. <laughs> the belonging need is what uh, people feel when uh, when choose uh, 100%. Uh, a brand. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. But social media has allowed us to be able to. Yes. You see, before social media you had to belong to a mass brand now i can choose my brand i can mm -hmm. say guess what i don't want to wear nike but i like the sneakers that are designed by that woman down the road because i want to be individual that's my style because social media allows her to connect with me directly on instagram mm -hmm. on facebook she can reach me she doesn't need to pay a hundred thousand dollars for an advert on tv or a page in a magazine you know, she can advertise constantly to me by me just going on Instagram. So that I think part of it, like Francesca and the EJ said, is like social media has played a big part in this. You know, it's mm -hmm. like yeah. it's I would say social media is the one main reason why celebrities can do a lot more and influence a lot more people. Wow, guys. Yeah. Very profound. Yeah. Hmm. For those of you who are listening at home, I hope you're taking notes. If you're not taking them physically, you can take them mentally. But I think that there's a lot that you can actually uh, sort of uh, 
tech with you and apply to whatever it is that you do from a fashion business perspective or if you think you're a celebrity and you're trying to build your celebrity brand or if you even maybe just are trying to manage celebrities and their brands whichever way i think that this is really great advice any parting shots on your echoes from europe francisca that has been squashed and taken over by amanda in a nice way amanda we love you I love thing. it. You know no, what it no. is. I love. No, I'm serious. I enjoy the insights because they really open up the conversation further, and it's amazing because we there's things we think about, there's things we don't think about, and that's why we have these conversations. Because out of the four of us, are we four or five? One, two, five. Sorry, guys. Five. Yeah, out yeah. of the five of us, we have. We agree on a lot of things, but at the same time, we can be able to break it down in so many different angles. And I think that that's the power of having different voices. So, yes. Yes. Everyone, everyone has his own, her own uh, angle. So this is a kind of uh, richness we have. We are not uh, uniformized by, by the same experience. So I think it's great. Thank you, Francisca. So any parting shots from you? <laughs> Um, I think that uh, I'm very curious about uh, what is going on and uh, I really I'm really supporting this um, uh, this uh, kind of an environment uh, attention and uh, hopefully in the future uh, we'll uh, will assist to a new conscience, uh, a new a new way to to deal with fashion, not only to express ourselves, uh, our our wealth, uh, our uh, our soul, but also to um, to be to be I think uh, worth uh, human being has to be worthy to be on this planet. Well, thank you very much, Francisca. Guys, this is the Fashion Lab, where we dissect the business behind fashion. We are opening up this conversation around the rise of celebrity brands. Uh, we've been joined by Echoes from New York with Edgy Benson. We've just had Francisca Marzilli with her Echoes from Europe. We've got Keeping It Real with Amanda Van Anan. And we've got Zakia Bam coming up next on Glam-ish. Okay, so for decades, it seems that celebrities have always played a specific specific role when it comes to makeup and beauty. Um, a celebrity known for great hair would have been uh, great the face of a shampoo brand. An actress with great lips would have been an ambassador for a lip kit. And singers with perfect skin would be an ad for a skincare line. Stars would be paid to accentuate their best features in these ads to get consumers to think that if these celebrities use these products, their skin or hair or lips could be made to look the same. AKA Kylie Jenner. <laughs> I'm going to get killed. <laughs> um, so celebrities are basically bypassing the brands to create their own cosmetic lines. Instead, celebrities like Kylie Jenner and Rihanna became the owners of their own makeup brands instead of in- endorsers. Consumers have shown that they're more interested in these lines. In 2016, Kylie Jenner introduced her Kelab kit, which was built on a lie. <laughs> Only afterwards, she was say, she came out to say, oh no, it wasn't the lip kit. It was actually that she had fillers done, but it was already too late. <laughs> um, it's the same thing with her Kylie skin range. Um, there's been so much controversy based around it. I mean, from fake online uh, feedback to um, how the almond scrub isn't good for your skin. It tears at the skin. So there's just been so many things around it. Um, so basically, celebrities are able to harness a different form of marketing power. With traditional brands like MAC, 
um, Dior, um, Chanel, the brands always experience a significant amount of con- conversation peaks only during holiday seasons or when they have a launch. And other than that, it's just quiet. Whereas celebrity brands, they launch and people flock to purchase their products regardless of the time of year or even whether they have the money or not. And this incredible p- purchasing power conversation online source, which means more sales. So basically, I would say parting shots would be don't just buy into the hype. Wait and see what the product has, whether it's worth it, whether that's, um, they're just jumping on the bandwagon and seeing, okay, cosmetics are in today. It's like with Kim Kardashian. I mean, she started with the makeup and then she was onto clothing. Now she was, a couple of months ago, it was the whole kimono. Um, she wanted to name her undergarments kimono. And people were like... Someone was going to kill her. Talk about yes. cultural appropriation. <laughs> which, exactly. which topic is this? That, that's another one, okay? Yes. Um, <laughs> and now it's basically she had to change her name to Skims. And I mean, she also, she's now partnered with Winnie Harlow to be the brand ambassador for, with her for Skims. So that's what I would say. Basically, look into the brand, see whether it's worth it. And don't just buy into the hype. Zakia, you know what? I totally agree with you 100%. But yes. one thing I've got to say, because it's me and I'm keeping it real, honey. Yes. <laughs> Half of the time, I totally agree with her. But one thing we have to remember is yes. a lot of times people buy into the hype because Definitely. they're buying into these people. Yes. They're buying into the lifestyle. They're buying into that hype that they don't want to buy because they want to be part of that life. Yes. It's just like how people have designer experiences. You know what I mean? Yes. Except with a lot of designers, they're very high quality. With a lot of these things, people buy it because it's Kim Kardashian. Some yes. people may never use it, but just to say, I have it, I, I own it. it. I had it. And Kylie Jenner in particular, there's one thing we have to remember about her and why she's a billionaire is she tapped into a market Thank you. that is that, you know, that young teeny bopper market. Yes. And, and she loves she, she, 30. She looks her like she has the perfect lifestyle. But also, yeah, guys, her, let's no, not forget the family kids, line, too. Thank you. I'm just yeah, But, but I mean, she has the dream. She's her, got her, her little stormy. Her is richer than her family because yes. her lip kits were only $39. Every single girl in every single school had Wanted, it. And she, yes. what she did is she did special releases all the time. So they were like collectibles. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. And you remember when we were in school, we'll be collecting dolls or we'll be collecting whatever it is. <laughs> yes, nice lip kits. Now we're collecting <laughs> lipstick. So they're like, oh, I've just got the three new colors. I've just got it. So the market, the demographic she went for was really smart because that's yes. girls from right from 11, you know? Yes. Up till God knows what. I have- so that's why she became so rich so quickly. <laughs> yes. I have a question. You know, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that her family helped, but the fact that the family, all they did is they did the influencing part for her. You know what I mean? She's on TV. She's on this. She's on that. But the the demographic, her demographic, this is the age group where you don't have bills. You don't have, you don't have any worries. You're not paying anything. So all you need is mommy to give you your pocket money and you run to the store and buy candy. Yes. Or the new Christmas You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. So you, you get it. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're focusing more on adults, they have to make a decision between do I get this or do I get that? You yes. know, but kids, once you get them, you know, they're, they're like, 
there until they yes, realize they that's into the hype. but they don't really care yes you know what for me my curiosity around this now while we are on Kylie you know her model her business model has been heavily praised it's been also imitated valued at 900 million dollars by Forbes I just want to ask and this is obviously for anyone who knows I am sure Amanda has some knowledge Zakia you mm-hmm. would you say that brands like these which is like Kylie's cosmetics Obviously, they are disruptive because they definitely have done things that this is like records. Would you say or how would you what would you say is the impact or how does this relate to our traditional cosmetic brands? You know, when we grew up and we we had L'Oreal for your whatever thing and you had another yes. Estee Lauder and you had certain brands that was purely just traditionally set up as cosmetic yeah, brands what, what i want to i know but kylie. that's what and that's why i want to know how disruptive has this been you've got kylie you've got fenty you've got i mean like these people are making freaking but kylie was like, kylie was like pheno- a phenomenon is i no, say but i'm just saying she was yeah. not she i'm talking about this is in comparison to your traditional cosmetic beauty companies or, or cosmetic companies So think about a traditionally cosmetic company who's positioned as this is what we do we are a, co- a cosmetic company this is what but we do But if you out. look if you whether look whether it's L'Oréal whether it's Black Opal whether it's Iman whether it's whatever it is A couple is, of years ago they did try it Esther Lauder tried it with the sister Kendall Jenner No I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't think you're getting my question Kylie is not a traditional cosmetic no. company that was Kylie Jenner Jenner Yes What is it or how would you say this has impacted The, the the traditional cosmetic sort of fraternity or, or movement or or, or or coalition or do you understand what i'm also asking amanda but what is happening else? what is happening what is happening is a lot of the traditional companies you know you have to realize like the big companies like maybelline revlon all of them they have apart from their main lines they have sublines like you know they can own Estelada they could own this they could have like six different companies they own within that big company but you know? do they break and records like this guys Kylie has only been in the game for how long it's been three years yeah, about Kylie, three years but, but, but if you look at Kylie but, from the beginning from her trademark there was issues with it I mean she knocked her trademark off from Blada Haggerty she's a makeup artist if you go back and you look i didn't know she yes yeah, she rubbed her trademark off from her bladder it was a big thing i mean they had a uh, lawsuit around it but, and then it um, was basically Zakia, how she, yes would would you agree with me if we said that one of the things i just thought when everybody was talking was <coughs> kylie is the first person in, in this in that i know in yes. fact in the history of the world yes if you think about it she's the first person that has aimed specifically specifically at young women only. definitely most definitely because all the other brands aim at everybody more yes they look Kylie for brand, yes they look for the more aimed at young women yeah, like she she hit 20 and under so a question yeah. for you guys so is fenty is like 16 so i'm cur- whatever I'm, i'm curious is fenty also offering or is there are they also is their marketing directed towards that same sort of no, i would say i would say fenty is more the independent the woman and everything do you think It also it's what you're showing as a brand what you're sending out there like like Brianna is known exactly, as the exactly. independent woman she's known as someone that stands and as a strong woman she's not mm-hmm. the Kylie Jenner as i say Kylie exactly. Jenner yes Kylie was Kylie was a young woman a young girl turning into a woman and she released a brand that's the age every girl dreams to be a princess yes. you know what i mean yes and now she she's has her little stormy and she's got Travis that's, Scott that's why 
it didn't work for Kim as well as it worked for yes. Kylie. Oh. Kim came on the back of Kylie. Exactly. When they saw how much money was Kim Kylie was making, they all decided they wanted to yes. launch makeup. Yes, we all want to have makeup brands. Because it, it teeny boppers were not buying Kims and they were going to women that were making decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. Kylie marketed an age range that I'm so, you know, and those people and she and her price was right her pricing you know it wasn't too expensive yes. it was cheap enough that you could buy it and throw it in the garbage and you won't regret it you know and yes. so it, it is i think it was specifically marketed to a niche group of people of girls that would just buy 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 yes the test is going to be as kylie turns into an adult yes let's how she carries that range because you already see the issues with her skin range exactly you see Hmm. guys we don't know i don't know about that but okay it's good that you're sharing with us because i i didn't even know that there's now it's coming like now it's coming initially she made a boom with her lipsticks but now you see it's coming in where she doesn't have the knowledge she just she's just basically adding. But remember, don't brands outsource to the best? This brands should be able to afford no, the best. No, let me tell you what Kylie when did. it comes to Kylie. Kylie actually bought the factory that produces the lipsticks here in California. Mm, excuse me. She went to a factory in California. They were producing the lipsticks, and then they bought the factory. Because I know someone that went to them to try and produce hers, and they said no. You know, meaning if and I go, they'll also bought, say no. Do you Amanda, think I'm coming to visit okay, you? Can I, Amanda? Do you <laughs> think I they'll say no? <laughs> For mine. No. Amanda, can I come visit you, please? I would like to make a lipstick line. Mm. Uh, I think that's the wrong factory, but maybe Amanda can direct you to the right factory. But wow. But but I remember, uh, sorry, I interrupt you, but uh, I have to tell you that uh, in the 80s, when I was a teenager (laughs) in uh, Italy, there was a a specific line uh, called uh, Pupa that still exists but all of course uh, evolved uh, that uh, was um, targeted in uh, teenagers needs in the uh, i'm talking about uh, 1985 yeah but you have to realize that Cooper so, didn't have social media to go worldwide <laughs> of course <laughs> at the time uh, we, we had uh, fashion magazines and uh, exactly just this and the TV, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not uh, not so powerful uh, technologies mm-hmm. uh, beside, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I was gonna. I'm curious, Francisca. Does Poopa still exist? Yes. yes. Are they, but now there's social Strong media. I'm sure lives. they should be able to come yes. up with some strategies. Hey, damn! It's a hard they, knock. No, it's a hard won't. knock life for them. It's a hard <laughs> knock but life a lot of for us. Change with time, and they, you know, they change. They reinvent themselves into yes. Yeah. yeah. Edgy is very quiet in this lab. Uh, we are actually <laughs> wondering if you're alive, Edgy. <laughs> and if you are, any... I'm, I'm any here. Cl- I'm listening to you guys. Okay, you feel like there's a lot of voices. I know uh, there is. I'm telling you. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm listening to you Edgy guys. the ladies. Um, I'm just listening. <laughs> it's still good. Guys. Well, well... You guys are putting a lot of juice on it. And so that's good. That's I'm good. Just that's good. taking it all in. Zakia, thank you so much for uh, unpacking this a bit more again with the Glamish. Uh, do you have any parting shots before we move on to the next thing? Uh, no, I've said my parting shots. Thank you, Liz. Hmm. Guys, that is Glamish. If you learned one thing or two, I learned a few. But you know what? We will be right back. Well, guys, 
Amanda, I know that you are uh, have just joined us today. Whew, it's been a fresh <laughs> breath of air. And uh, I just want to find out if you have anything else to add on to this conversation before we move to the okay. next to the next step. Okay, so before we move on, um, my next little bit on this conversation is aimed at, towards the listeners. So, you know, so far today we've been talking about um, fashion and beauty and celebrity brands in general and the rise of them. But one thing I, I want you as the viewer, or no, not the viewer, the listener, I would say, to remember is that inside of you lies a brand of your own. So if you're at home thinking that tomorrow I want to make this or tomorrow I want my brand to be the biggest brand or I'm not really sure what I want to do, or but I know I want to do something. What I'm saying to you is that today with the advent of social media, just get your true authentic self out there like if you like shoe designing shoes or drawing on sneakers or whatever because once you start putting it out there you will create your own tribe and once you get your own tribe you create a community of people that are interested in what you do and when you have those people you can market to them so don't just think it's celebrities that can do it you can become an influencer in your own way and you can also create from nothing, actually, you can create a whole following of your own and you can grow your business into a mega empire. So my thing is to the person out there is always to be authentic, to be your true authentic self. Oh, my and God. Edgy, that, you have unmuted. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Hold on. Uh, edgy. Oh, God. Okay. Amanda, you're going to have to do that last yeah. line of so well. Okay. Whew. Yeah. So what I'm saying out there is to anybody that's out there that's sitting at home and that, that's thinking that this is just like, oh my God, everybody's making it and how am I ever going to make it because all these celebrities, are and yes, they are, they're taking the food from my table, is if you know and you love what you do, just keep it out there. You will find the people that are interested in what you do because we're six billion or more people in this world and everybody is different. And we are all special in our own unique ways. So it's a question of you being confident about yourself, putting it out there, creating your tribe, and then, you know, giving them a value proposition, saying to them that this is what I create. And are you interested? And trust me, you will have sales and you may be the next celebrity brand. And if you are, don't forget Miss Amanda here. To yeah, give me a cut. do not okay. forget me too. Hey, hey, oh yeah. Hey. Great. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's time for your wine style guide. Brought to you by Liz Ogunga Wines. All right, today we are going to start with Francisca because we've missed you. It's been a long time. Actually, yes. <laughs> Just back from Italy, my wine guide today goes to the Primitivo di Manduria that, come, that is a DOC uh, wine uh, coming from the Puglia region that is uh, in the southern uh, of uh, Italy. All right, well, there you go. Ching, ching. Um, Amanda, <laughs> you are next. What okay. is your wine style guide um, today? It's me now. My wine style goes to the one and only Liza Gombo wines, especially oh, her. Is it your white Sauvignon Blanc or whatever it's, it is? It's a Chenin Blanc Chardonnay 2017. Yeah, the Chenin Blanc Chardonnay, you know. And the reason I'm, you know, it is, I think of you is 
you're this is an example of the type of influence that we're talking about yes. you know you come up you come up you come with your own style you come with your fashion you create music you create wine with it and you put it out there and through that she's created a community worldwide from london to los angeles to lisbon to she was just in la and this is what i'm talking about your passion does not have to stay in your nine to five you can create your own passion and it's not only about making money because knowing liz is a friend she truly loves what she does so when i go back to the branding thing and celebrity brands i think liz agomba wines wraps oh. it all up. <laughs> guys damn i feel so good thank you that's my african noise responding and thank you i'm flattered actually but thank, yeah. thank you very much what i want to say today around my wine style guide is around pouring wine now for those of you who uh say that you are wine lovers and you know wine uh for those of you who don't this can apply still one thing you can learn when you hold a bottle of wine to actually pour the wine make sure you hold it towards the base not the top by the neck not the middle but the base that is my wine style guide today uh i want us to indulge into this now this is a a quick uh, link, um, it is brought to us by Lewis Hughes. He's a, a celebrity who turned uh, himself into a sort of a celebrity personal brand expert. And this is conversations around uh, just building a celebrity personal brand. And what I'd like us to do is I'm going to, he speaks about five key points. I think we've already touched on them a bit, but I'm going to just let it roll on. And then you guys can respond in the team here, the Fabsters. And we can keep going just to sort of reaffirm how we want to move forward, uh, what we feel about this topic. And then it will also sort of inform my three uh, celebrity uh, top th top five, top three tips uh, around uh, celebrity brands. So let's roll over to Levis Hughes. Today I'm going to talk about how to build a celebrity personal brand and really how I 10x my business by doing that and building a mass audience. And I remember having a, a Skype call with a guy named Grant Cardone about seven and a half years ago. And I asked him at the very end of this call, I said, what would you do differently? What would you do differently with your time, with your money, with your investments? And he gave me a piece of advice that really transformed my business. You know, I'm not as smart as a lot of these speakers that have been up here in certain things. I just try to do things very simple and execute over and over and over again and be myself. And that's what I try to do is just build a brand that resonates with my audience and connects with people. Key number one for me is relationships. I have been investing in relationships essentially my whole life. But in the last 10 years, once I got done playing professional football, I had no skills. I had no information. I didn't have a degree. I didn't have the smarts like a lot of people had. So I said I need to invest in people. And I need to invest in the people who have all those things so I can build relationships with them and build opportunities. Really, I focus on one thing, and that comes down to value. I think about, every time I connect with someone, and I've had a lot of people come up and connect with me over the last 24 hours, and it's been great to meet some of you. And some of you have done an amazing job just meeting me for the first time in the things you say, and some of you, I would give some constructive feedback on how to connect with someone like me or anyone else. Because um, right away, I can tell someone's agenda. Anyone can. We can all tell someone's agenda. Whether we're getting a cold call or meeting someone in person or I'm up here on stage, you can tell my agenda. And for a while, when I first started in business, 
I was focused on being the king of, of diamonds. I wanted to make as much money as fast as possible. So I was doing things not to build sustainable relationships that lasted forever with uh, influencers and with my audience. I was doing things to generate as much money as possible. I was in survival mode. And I said, i got to make money now. And I think some people are focused only on how can I make as much money as possible as opposed to how can I add a lot of value and make money and we all win together. And that's what I've really tried to focus on is how can we provide as much value, how can I connect to as many people as possible and thinking about what they need, not what I need. So it's a win-win experience with my audience, with influencers, business partners, affiliates, anyone in your life. How can you be the king or queen of hearts and not only the king or queen of diamonds? I think when you become the king or queen of hearts, you become the richest man or woman in the world in my mind. And that's what I try to live my life by. Well, I think relationships are everything in life, not yeah. only about building your brand. Yeah. Relationships are everything. It's about maintaining them and, you know, just having good relationships with people or whoever. And conflict resolution is also a very important thing, even if it's with your brand or your fans or with people. I mean, relationships are everything in, yeah. I mean, they're the main key to success, I think, in life. That's my two cents. I agree totally with you. And I think that uh, relationships uh, uh, are good when you're good with yourself. So uh, if you have a good uh, relationship with yourself, you can approach other people in a, in a nice way and durable in time to build whatever you want in the end. Thank you, guys. The second thing is consistent content. You got to be thinking about consistent content. Again, this is something Grant taught me seven years ago. He said, if you're not being consistent with your information, putting it out on a regular basis, whatever schedule works for you, you've got to stick to it. So what I did is I started a podcast. You know, I started a podcast five years ago. This is two years after I first originally interviewed Grant. I started the School of Greatness, and I said, I've got to do something that's unique, that adds value, and something that I'm passionate about. So I started this podcast where I started interviewing these individuals, and I've been consistent for five years. Every single week, I put out a piece of information. We always have great interviews with quality individuals that are just giving free value to my audience. That's how I'm building a mass audience, by creating consistent content. And that's really been the key. Someone asked me last night, they said, I forget his name, but he was talking about, I want to launch a real estate podcast. Can you give me some keys to launching a podcast. The first thing I said is do not launch a podcast. Because unless you're going to be committed to doing it every single week or every single two weeks consistently for two or three years, why are you doing it? You got to think about the long-term value you're building with your audience. If you just want to do it because the cool kids are doing it, it's just not going to last long-term. So key two is consistent content. So, consistent content. Consistency, we spoke about. Amanda, you spoke about it too. Um, yes. In the world of social media, I think you have to consistently be consistent. I think people want to see. Consistently be consistent. Yes, people want to see all the time. They want to they wanna know even what you're up to as an influencer all the time. The minute you're quiet, it's like people lose interest in you because somebody else has already jumped on onto the, to, onto the next point and pushed out what they, wanna, what they say and what they think. 
I want to say to those also who are listening, just to add on that, is if you guys remember correctly, Fashion Lab, we started doing this in 2014. Then we took a big major one-year break uh, and only started this again. So that was between 2018 and 2019. And if you, you know, so I was looking at, one of the things I was looking at and I'm really struggling with was, and I'm not upset at it. I actually, for me, I embrace this because they actually sort of guide me and show me how to do these things um, in the best way possible. And I realized our following went down, whether it's Twitter, fashion, um, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram really went down. And what happened is when we used to engage back in the time, I would put up a post, you'd get like, well, guys, we are not Rihanna, but we would get like at least hundreds of earballs to even up to a thousand, you know, for each thing that we spoke about. And then what happens is when you go quiet for a year, for about a year, do not be surprised. There's nothing surprising, you know. Gravity is real. When you throw a ball up, it comes back down. This is the reality of the matter. So when we came back a year later, it doesn't mean that our content is not bad. And I thank God for the maturity I have as well to be able to understand these things without taking them personal. So I was like, you know what? I've got two options. We can either boost. And guys, boosting is nothing wrong with boosting your posts. You can either boost it or you can try and let it grow back, regrow organically because it was there. It wasn't that it wasn't there. And that's what we're trying to do. And I promise you, in the last six or seven shows, we started from like, I promise there's times I would go into Fashion Lab and I would see like 30 likes. I'm like, are these people kidding me? And then now we've moved to like maybe 80 and it moves slowly. So quiet, consistency is key. And when you go quiet, please believe me, the whole world will go quiet. Mm. And then when you have to come back, don't be scared. Don't be scared because we are never scared. You start from the bottom. Now we here. Well, we're not here yet, but like, guys, that's what I'm trying to say. Any other feedback on this um, consistency? Amanda, Francisca, Edgy? No, I mean, consistency makes sense. I think without consistency, what else can we do, you know? Uh, I think constantly building those relationships is important. And keeping them consistently is important, too. Key three is promotion and press. So once you have the content out there, you've got to be so consistent with promoting it to your audience and getting them to share it as well, but also getting bigger audiences to promote the press. And when I get mainstream press, it always adds more people to my, to my audience. It always brings in new people that didn't know about me. And there's nothing more than the pinnacle of getting press where Ellen holds up your book and says, this is one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. Go read his book and download his podcast. It really doesn't get bigger than that for someone like me in my space. And yeah, it's promotion and press. Promotion, I'm constantly thinking about how can I elevate my message so that the press wants to have me on, so that they want to feature me to a larger audience, a mass audience. And I started with press early on from just local. You know, people in Columbus, Ohio, I was doing local radio, local TV, local magazines, local newspapers, and went regional, then went national, global. So it started in a progression over the last eight, nine years. It wasn't like this overnight thing where I put out one book and Ellen was like, let's bring you on. It doesn't work like that. You know, it's been a progression over years. There you go, guys. The number three one was key, uh, was promotion and press. Any sentiments, anything? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Edgy, Amanda, Zakia. 
I mean, it, it goes without saying, though. It goes without saying that you need the press. I, I think that's the whole mm -hmm. conversation we're having today about celebrating. It's all around press. I mean, without press, there's no celebrity anyways. Yeah. Would we categorize so social press. media as press? Because that's another thing. That's going to be a conversation for another day. But would we it's categorize... absolutely press. Absolutely, yes. Our media. There's no difference between it and press. Mm -hmm. Pretty, pretty close. It's just more, more organic press. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Edgy. Key number four is epic design and branding. Now, I learned this early on because I remember back in like 2010, I was going to a lot of internet marketing conferences, and all these internet marketers were like, screw design. You don't need good design. You just need like headlines with yellow and red and it doesn't need to look good, it just needs to have like manipulating copy that gets people to buy. And so I was like, okay, these guys know what they're doing, let me just write this copy and have this ugly looking design, and it worked, right? I was getting sales, but I wasn't building my audience and I wasn't building uh, my brand. And then I said, you know what, I wanna get, I wanna get in the press. And I remember interviewing someone from the media and they were like, just taking one look at your website, we would never have you on. You know, one look at your website, we would never interview you for this magazine or things like that. This was earlier in my business. That we would never have you on. We would never promote you because you aren't mainstream media uh, press worthy yet. Your brand does not match the press. And so I said, okay, I'm going to invest in this. And when I started investing in design and really thinking about how can my website look so unique, so different than other people in my industry, not better or worse, but just unique, just different. And how can I really elevate it to really be thoughtful and intentional about the messaging, the words, the images, not in a manipulative way, but more in an inspiring way that wants to attract people back to my message. That's when the press really started to knock on my door. So I started to tell better stories through my design. And I really believe that design allows you to attract more of a mass audience and in the long term generate more sales. Branding is very important. Well... I mean, what else are we if we're not doing epic design? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. What else are we doing? <laughs> but epic I mean, design. I mean, we are doing epic design. The branding part is the task. Like, branding goes to everything we do, how we behave. Everything we do reflects on how we're building that brand, you know? And then the connectivity we create is also enhancing that brand. So it's very relevant for today's conversation, actually. I also agree that, you know, you've got to be, I, the one thing I never compromise, I don't care if I'm selling fish on the corner, uh, honey, if you go into my website, you'll be like, okay, I want that fish. Because I'm like, that's the, the, the basic things that we can do for ourselves. I mean, what is so hard about just... You are your brand. Exactly. You are your brand. Another thing also, for those of you designers out there who look like you got hit by a bus when you walk out of the house, that's for you too. You know, you're a walking billboard and mm. you represent your brand. And a lot of times people say to me, oh my gosh, where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. And even though I'm not saying I'm the best dressed madame in the area, I'm just saying to you that the one thing you need to do is how are you going to sell your brand if you look like you got hit by a bus? Seriously. Amen. Because it's a bad day. It's like selling hair and having a bad hair day with your weave looking like it's facing south and north. I mean, like, it's like selling a cosmetic brand and looking like your face just got beat by... Penguin, not penguins. What normally beats people's faces? <laughs> but what guys, can you help here? I mean, like, hi. 
pandas, maybe? <laughs> this is Zakia's territory. Francisca's quiet, Amanda's quiet, everyone's quiet, but you know what I mean. Like, come on, be, be your brand. How can you not be your brand? Come on, guys. Seriously. That's a part of epic design. That's my two cents. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Next. Absolutely. <laughs> I think yes. on the side of epic designs, you know, as EJ talked, EJ talked about designing fashion and branding. One thing we can't forget, because, you know, I'm an entrepreneur over and over again. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've worked with great graphic artists, great designers for concept. And one thing is, like for a lot of businesses, the first thing they think about is money. So one thing I want to do is I want to give people tools on this show as well. So a lot of people start businesses and it could be a website, it could be a blog or anything. And you know, you're like, kind of like, I have to do it myself because if I do it myself, it's cheaper, I have to cut costs and I get it. But you, there are things like you should go on Upwork, you should go on Fiverr, you should go on Gig Economy. These are three websites where you can find people that can work for like maybe $50, $60 and they can give you a very good design you know it might not be the best of the best of the best but trust me it'll be better than most you know and they can help you you know i like you can go on upwork and you can find someone that can design business cards business and everything for a hundred dollars you know you'll do your hmm. cards or everything yeah so if you go on upwork or fiverr you know because when you start something you have to think of what your key messaging is you know especially when you start a business or if you're a youtube person there are people that do youtube um they, they do the YouTube banners, they do anything you want and they match it, your YouTube to your Facebook to your everything so it's consistent, you know what I'm saying? And that's very important because um, human beings also are very visual creatures. Mm. So when we look at things, that's why you notice that brands and designers and perfumes, they all come in fancy bottles and boxes because as humans, we are visual and we love sight, sound and smell. And this is what makes us buy or makes us plug into that thing so your design is like really really important wow thank you key number five a unique product a unique product for me i wanted to say again i wanted to stand out from my competitors i wanted to stand out from other people in my industry i didn't need to dominate or be better than i just wanted to stand out and be different and so i i started early on creating unique products unique offers Things that were just a little bit different. You know, early on, I, was, I had the second book ever written about LinkedIn back in 2009. And there's probably like a thousand LinkedIn books now. Um, I wrote a book called The School of Greatness. It was a New York Times bestseller. There, there weren't a lot of people in my space who were going more mainstream, bigger books like that. Then I pivoted and wrote a book about masculine vulnerability. There are no online marketers talking about that can guarantee it. There's just not many people that are willing to reveal themselves in this space and talk about those things. And for me, I felt like that was the thing that I needed to do to help support my growth. Maybe the thing that's not going to make me the most money, because this book doesn't make me a lot of money, but it gets me the press. It gets me the attention. It gets me the audience. It gets me the people that, that connects to their heart on the deepest level. And when I connect to someone's heart, I believe that they'll stay, you know, stay around for a long time. They just want to be in the ecosystem of the content I'm putting out and what I'm providing. You know, my event, this is a unique event. I've never been to an event done this way, this big, you know, with the type of audience that's here, with the production level. I mean, they've done an incredible job. Grant's done an amazing job in essentially a year figuring out how to do an event and put together one of the biggest events. Clap it up for Grant for putting this together. 
So I remember, I remember thinking about doing my own conference a few years ago. And I said, there's a lot of conferences that are done um, just the same. And I wanted mine to be different. So we created a unique environment in our conference. We're in this, it's in this beautiful, you know, opera-style theater. And it's connecting on a different level as opposed to just a conference ballroom like most events we're at. So you got to have a unique product. In my opinion, it's got to stand out. It's got to be different. And, uh, and I'm constantly looking at how can I create new products. You know, Grant always tells me, he's like, you got to have more products, man. you got to have more products. He's always telling me to create new products. My team's like, we got too much going on. we got to just focus on what we're doing. So I try to balance what Grant is pushing me to do and what my team says we need to do. Uh, but our courses, from our books to our courses, like the way we create them, the way we develop them, the way we add value, it's all unique and different. And that's what I focus on. How can we be unique and stand out? It's easier to sell something when you stand out and you're different. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, he's not saying, he's not saying anything, anything special with that. Though. I mean, every, everybody's aiming to make you, a unique but you, but you know, guys, don't make jokes. Do you know that common sense has to now be bought? Someone needs to start selling. Who's between the five of us? Who's selling common sense, please? Someone needs to start a magazine and just say, common sense, common sense package one, $10, package two, $100. Common <coughs> sense is not so common anymore. Mm. So while you think that it's something that's common sense, I promise you, these things... No, I we, understand. Mm, I'm, just say, I'm just saying, and for our listeners, obviously we have a different variety of listeners, but I'm telling you that in the mix, there's people who are listening to this and just writing notes and saying, damn, I didn't think about that, <laughs> as common as it sounds. But Liz, you know, as common as it sounds, what I think he's also saying about unique product, because when I think about products or fashion, I also think about the unique human being. And I think now in the age of social media, we're moving towards authenticity and people being their true authentic selves. All the people you've named today are unique products, be it Kim Kardashian, who became famous for being for having a sex tape and she thought screw that I'm just going to dress like a whore and wear tight things and have a booty lip but she was unique <laughs> or it could be Rihanna that's like okay I'm like urban I'm a cool chick or it's any you know this we're moving in a, I feel in general in everything we're doing now be it fashion be it, even television is going that way be, you know think about all this the LGBTQ everything that's coming out now People are finding their true authentic self. So the fact that a product is unique is now going into who we are as individuals because we're realizing, as I said before, that if you're unique, you will find your people. Once upon a time, everybody tried to fit the mold because yes. they thought I have to fit that mold or otherwise if I don't fit that mold, it's not going to work. Yes. But with social media, you can be unique and you will build your tribe and you will have your own following. You don't need everybody. You just need people that like what you do. Hmm. Boom. Guys, <laughs> this is the Fashion Lab. And as we are sort of uh, getting ready to wind down, this is our Fashion Lab to top three around building your celebrity brand successfully. I think the first one would be outsource to the best because not every celebrity or not every personality or not every whoever somebody knows everything about the business uh, that they're trying to get into. Even the people who call themselves experts still look for experts to help them get to the right level. Our second thing, or the second top three, is fulfill market demand. I personally believe that if you're doing something, make sure that you're actually fulfilling market demand. Make sure whatever it is that you're putting out is actually something that the world needs, or somebody need. a lot of people need. Otherwise, what's the point? The third one, which is the last, is 
never compromise quality. It's not a conversation. It's not a dream. We're not going to talk about this again. Quality or nothing. Mm. That is your top three around building your celebrity brand successfully. Now we are moving on and rolling over to my favorite topic. It's called Who Would You Want to Dress? Who would you want to dress? <laughs> and we are going to start with Zakia. Zakia, who would you want to dress and why today? Okay, initially I wanted to dress Winnie Harlow, but I think I'm going to move on to Amanda. <laughs> I would love to dress Amanda. <laughs> I was just stalking her Instagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> she is definitely something. I w- she is definitely somebody I would love to dress. Um, she's a strong, independent woman, and damn, I learned a lot from her tonight. <laughs> Amanda, oh, I love that you've joined the show. <laughs> That's what we do in Africa. Hey, guys. Hey. All right, we're rolling over to Edgy. Who would you... Edgy, I was going to put you further, but let's. I'm believing in you today. Who would you want to dress, and why? Today, I'm just too confused because there's so much going on around me. Uh, I want to do this next week when I have a whole lot of things. Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? I want to dress you in my windy boots. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. I dreamt of you when I made them. He's been dreaming of of you, Les. You have to wear them, Les. You know what? Next week, I'm going to have Zakia. Listen, next week, I'm going to have Zakia, Amanda, or Francisca to run this with a strict face for Edgy specifically. All right, Edgy, we leave you. Fine. Fine. Francisca, who would you want to dress and why today? Zakia already stolen my my Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) But but I I want to tell you what I wanted to put on her. My uh, skirt dress that it, that uh, if uh, I was the Fortuny, Mariano Fortuny, uh, it would be my Delphos dress. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to a picture of that. And I think Amanda is too. I'm so she can see. myself. <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, guys, you know what? Today nice. I want to dress um, an artist by the name of Tiwa Savage. And I want to dress her because we've had a very rough week um, in South Africa. It's been one of the roughest week or two. And uh, one of the things that really frustrated me was the fact that she put up a thing, um, you know, a tweet up to say, you know, she's not going to be performing at the Delicious Festival because of the fact that she feels that, you know, there's a lot of butchering of her people. Hey, I want to say, you know what, when we have opinions, first of all, for those who are listening and obviously for the fab stars in the house, when we have opinions, we have opinions. If you feel sad... I can't come and tell you, stop feeling sad. It's an emotion mm. and it's a feeling. It comes from within, like the truth from the inside out. So I can't control that, but I can control how I respond to it. So when she put up this tweet, she literally got butchered on Twitter. So the reason I want to address her is to say, when you have an opinion and you really are sharing an opinion from your heart, because there's something that's just broke your heart because your heart bleeds for what you see, Surely, that is called standing up. And I'm all for standing up and keeping it real. So I want to dress Tiwa Savage today in a beautiful red royal Lizogumbo gown to give her that reaffirmation to let her know, you know what, however way she feels about this is okay. And if she's not performing at Delicious because of that, it's okay. I mean, it would be great to see her. 
the responses that came after that just killed me. So today, I want to address Tiwa Savage, just for that. All right, guys, who would you want to address today, Amanda? <laughs> I would want to address the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, because mm. I commend her for being standing strong, standing forthright as a woman. It's been very difficult for her and the royal family. You know, I don't want to say it's because she's black or ethnic or anything, but it's just because she's bringing new ways into, you know, she's a very strong woman who's married into a family that has tradition. Some people say that if she knew there was tradition, why did she get married? But she's trying to change things, you know, and give women more rights, even in that tradition. And her cover of Vogue magazine, that was the British edition of Vogue, which was like, are all about diversity and just standing forth for women in general and for ethnic women, women of color. I'd love to dress her in something traditionally African, you know, with African print and something, but designed in a European way, which bridges the gap between European, African-American and the African. So that's to Meghan Markle. <laughs> Child. There is fire Girl. on the mountain. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, guys. Listen, I need some parting shots, guys, because we want to wrap up. What is your last parting shot to everyone who's tuned in today around this conversation on the rise of celebrity yeah, brands? Edgy, we start with you. Yes, I would say do celebrity. Do your celebrities. You're a celebrity as a designer, to be honest with you. And relationships that you can create with celebrities around you create the balances that you need for your brand to grow. Thank you, Edgy. Uh, Zakia, parting shots? Um, I would say, Liz, you are your brand. Um, always believe in yourself and be authentic, be true. It's like how Amanda said, be authentic, be true, and people will see that. Francisca? Be yourself without apologies, but oh, be kind. <laughs> Amanda? <laughs> You know, it's funny because Zakia and Francesca just said everything I was going to say. I was going to say, be you, be true, be unapologetic about it, and you will find your tribe. It's all about yeah. authenticity. You'll be much more happier in life. Yeah. Wow, guys, this is the Fashion Lab. I just want to part by saying, you know, there's so many people, so many celebrities who have created a personal brand that keeps them in the spotlight. But no matter what direction the celebrities take, I hope that you have learned valuable lessons about branding, celebrity power, influence, and celebrity approaches to business. And they have said everything else I wanted to say. So last but not least, just remember that you are powerful, you know? I don't think at the end of the day, yes, we talk about these things, but leverage your power. You are powerful enough. Thank you for joining us on the show today. Please feel free to contact us um, or to connect with us on fashionlabafrica.com or email us at info at fashionlabafrica.com and share with us what topics you would like to hear from the show to help you elevate uh, either the African fashion industry or that and beyond. We definitely look forward to hearing from you. Feel free to share with us your thoughts, your insights. And uh, we have to sadly wrap up. <laughs> so, guys, if you cut the show halfway or if you're catching it now, you have not missed a beat and a thing. You are definitely able to still catch us on fashionlabafrica.com. Otherwise, it is peace and love. Toodle. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Ciao. You. Ciao. Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations. Real fashion.